Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. Just days after the Philippines pullout from the Rome Statute, two former government officials are asking the ICC for help. Former Foreign Affairs Chief Albert Del Rosario and former Ombudsman Conchita Carpio Morales are suing Chinese President Xi Jinping for China's alleged crimes against Filipino fishermen. President Rodrigo Duterte says he is officially ending government peace talks with communists. But at the same time, Malacanang says there are other avenues to peace worth pursuing. The Court of Appeals has dismissed administrative complaints against ex-Makati Mayor Junjun Binay over an allegedly overpriced Makati City Hall parking building. Critics will no doubt blame the court, but the ruling says actually we should blame the voters. We will explain. Yan po ang headlines. Ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. We do not see restraint in China's militarization and unlawful activity in the Based on reports from respective organizations, China has continued to fortify its military position in the South China Sea. That was former Foreign Affairs Secretary Albert Del Rosario speaking at a Strat-based ADR Institute event in 2017. Del Rosario was part of the legal team that won the Philippines the Hague ruling in 2016. That arbitral award said China cannot legally claim rights over the disputed features in the majority of the South China Sea. Now Del Rosario is taking Filipinos' fight for the West Philippine Sea to a different forum. He and former Ombudsman Conchita Carpio Morales have filed a communication to the International Criminal Court against Chinese President Xi Jinping. They claim that she and other officials are committing criminal acts against the Filipino people and the international community when China destroyed the marine ecosystems in the West Philippine Sea while building their structures in the area. The destruction, Del Rosario and Carpio claim, is posing food security issues for the Philippines and other countries. They also say that China's militarization of the South China Sea has left no less than 300,000 Filipino fishermen persecuted and injured by Chinese officials. Two years ago, in 2017, then-Norwegian Ambassador to the Philippines Eric Forner spoke at peace talks between the government and the National Democratic Front. They were in Rome. It was the third round of peace talks, and Norway, as facilitator of the negotiations between the Philippine government and the communists, had reason to express hope on everyone's behalf. Here is Forner speaking in Rome then. It's truly great to see you at the negotiation table again for the third time in only a few months. 
And here is Elizabeth Slatum, Norwegian special envoy at the same event. And in just a few months, the parties have already made history. For the first time ever, last August, the parties declared unilateral indefinite ceasefires. Ceasefires that still hold today. Government and communist officials alike were optimistic at the event, all smiles even. Hence the dramatic music in the clips we just played from the Office of the Presidential Advisor on the Peace Process. Fast forward less than two years, however, and things have gone far in the wrong direction. On Thursday, President Duterte said he is ending these peace talks. He announced his decision during anniversary celebrations for the Philippine Army. I am officially announcing the permanent termination of our talks between the government panel and the Communist Party of the Philippines. The government and the communists, particularly the NDF's armed wing, the New People's Army, have traded numerous charges of broken ceasefires over the past two years. New rounds of peace talks had been postponed. But President Duterte says this time around, this is not a postponement for this government. No peace talks, he says, at least until his term ends in 2022. My sense is that... uh you can maybe talk to the next president of this republic uh, one day. The government panel negotiating with the CPP and the FNPA will be dismantled. But officials say the termination of peace talks does not necessarily end the peace process. Malacanang says they will now consider employing a localized approach. Instead of one centralized negotiation with the NDF, a new government panel will be created to initiate separate negotiations with rebels all over the country. Presidential Peace Advisor Carlito Galvez Jr. says this is an approach that was tried to great success in Colombia. Local governments will be more involved in the process, hopefully with more nuanced talks in every region. In 2014, senators launched a probe into an allegedly overpriced Makati City Hall parking building. Here is Senator Antonio Trelanes in those 2014 hearings grilling lawyer Renato Bondal. Bondal is a former ally of the Binays of Makati, including the city's then-mayor, Junjun Binay. 2.7 billion. Apo. Tapos, uh, base sa inyong uh, records, 31,000. 900, 900 uh, square meters. Apa. So, lumalabas po uh, roughly ilan po ang uh, presyo nito per square meter. Bali, 84,000 po per square meter. The numbers shared by Bondal claim that among other things, the Makati City Hall parking building came out to more than 2 billion pesos. Way overpriced, he said. Bondal sued Junjun Binay and his father, former Vice President Jejumar Binay, for plunder. The office of the ombudsman said Binay and four other city officials were guilty of serious dishonesty and grave misconduct. The appeals court reversed that finding, and in doing so, justices invoked a controversial and in fact already junked legal theory called the condonation doctrine. Two things to note here. First, the condonation doctrine suggests that basically administrative sins of elected officials are effectively forgiven, condoned, 
if voters re-elect them after their supposed transgressions. It is an archaic principle that many officials had actually been invoking since the 1950s. If that sounds dubious, the Supreme Court, well, agrees. Which brings us to the second point to note. The Supreme Court already abandoned the condonation doctrine in 2015, precisely when the Ombudsman challenged its having been invoked in Binay's defense. So how and why did the Court of Appeals still use the doctrine to dismiss the charges against Binay? The assertion is that when the Supreme Court finally put a stop to the condonation doctrine, it also said that the application of that repudiation can only be done moving forward, in law, prospectively, never retroactively. The disbursements for which Binay was sued all took place from 2010 to 2013. In other words, two years before the Supreme Court ruled that the condonation doctrine can no longer be used, not moving forward at least. And it is by that timeline that Junjun Binay may turn out to be one of the last beneficiaries of the already invalidated condonation doctrine. Before we let you go, here's something you need to know. If you are flying Philippine Airlines tomorrow, on Sunday, or on Monday, better get to the airport earlier than usual. PAL is upgrading its systems during the weekend and certain services will be unavailable. Head to PAL's website to learn more. At yan po ang Puma Podcast. For the latest episode, subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Maraming salamat po.